What is good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. We're going to talk today about how you can embrace what God uses to grow you. It's going to be good. He gave me this great download for this. We're going to talk about it, but a couple of things before we do. One, we have Fear Into Faith live this week. It's going to be hosted in Dallas. So if you're in the Dallas area, if you want to be in the Dallas area, you can come hang with us in person. I will be on the ground in Dallas. So you can come join us. Or if you're not still sending you all the love and you're totally welcome because you can join us virtually. So it's going to be hosted the 14th through the 17th. I will be speaking on the 17th and we're going to have a great time. So Make sure that you get in the room. I will put the Fear Into Faith live conference details in the show notes below. You can also connect with us inside CourageCo, www.courageco.org. I always post all of our events and happenings in there so that you're always in the know, okay? But Fear Into Faith Live is a bunch of kingdom builders coming together really for the mission to annihilate (laughs) fear in your life because fear is not of God. It is a destiny killer. It is for sure a dream destroyer. It is not something that we're designed to be walking in at all. And we're doing something about it. So there's so many powerful people that are going to be in the room. And sometimes that is the breakthrough, just getting into the room. Okay, so Fear Into Faith Live next week, the 14th through the 17th. We also have a conference coming up in October called Breakthrough Women's Conference. So if you go to www.breakthroughwomensconference.com, you can get plugged in for that. That will be in San Antonio, but you can come hang with us. And then in the Courage Co. community, we've got another challenge coming up, okay? And this is all about the power of the anointing. I wrote a book, I don't know when it was. A minute ago called God's Vibes Matter Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority. And authority is a big deal. Authority and anointing can often be synonymous, but it's something that we really have to know what it is. We have to know how to operate in it, how to maintain it, because you can lose it, and how to really continue to grow in your anointing, in your power, in your call, in your assignment. So we're going to talk about the anointing. Sometimes that's a word that seems a bit churchy, but we're going to make sure that that's not the case in a three-day challenge. So the three-day challenge, just so you can be looking at your calendar, is going to be September 26th, September 27th, and September 28th. It's all going to be at 7 p.m. Central. And if you can't join us live for any reason, totally cool. You do miss out on some live coaching, but if you can't join us live, no big deal. You can purchase the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle and get access to every single challenge and masterclass we've ever done, literally, with all of the notes. And this is a live, private space so that you will get ongoing coaching. It's not something that you get access to and then don't touch. Literally, you can interact in there. So... Get plugged into the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. You can find that as well over at Courage Co., which is www.courageco.org. And lastly, this is a biggie, and you're going to hear folks talking about this all throughout the month, really. The God's Vibes Mastermind officially launches again October 9th. This is your last chance to get in there. Not kidding. (laughs) This is your last chance to get in there. So as you hear, people, we just had someone share in the masterminds, believe this was just yesterday when I made an announcement about it. So good. But it was said it's the best investment in God and self ever. (laughs) But the God's Wives Mastermind is four different modules. It's how you can reclaim your spiritual authority, how you can co-labor with God, how you can really lean into and build up your creative capacity and how you can multiply that and maximize your influence because we are designed to multiply. All right. So the mastermind, not only does it have four modules, you get two bonus courses, one called U 2.0. This is really how you learn how to up-level your life 
in any area. There's another one called Spirit Driven Success. It's how to launch a spirit driven business because that's very different than building it your way or the world's way. Very different. You can't even compare. So you get two free bonus courses. You get over 35 different journal prompts, which is so powerful in building intimacy with God. You get guided meditations, and you also get access to the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle for free. It's just thrown in there as a bonus. So a lot of folks in the mastermind love that because there's just this ongoing learning. And since it's with God, it's relevant. (laughs) And it usually is exactly what you need to hear when you need to hear it and the way that you need to hear it. So the mastermind is open for applications right now. So if you go see over at Courage Co, www.courageco.org, you will see a, a section where you can apply for the mastermind. When you get in there, you go to the page where you can apply for the mastermind and you actually complete an application. So we will review all the applications and make sure that we are able to respond to those. This is important that we get the right folks into that space because it's a really sacred space with a lot of beautiful work that happens. So you can apply now. We also do give away a scholarship. So if you want to be considered for the scholarship, you also have to apply. So go ahead and apply now. I will also create a link in the show notes where you can just do a quick click and go apply. All right, so if you or somebody you know needs to be in the mastermind to really grow in God, to mature in his love, to have weekly live coaching, to be in a community that is doing this work alongside you, get plugged in. Get plugged in. Okay, so today let's dive into what it looks like to embrace what God uses to grow you. We really talk about this a lot on the podcast in general. We go deep on it (laughs) in the mastermind and definitely in a lot of these challenges and masterclasses. But I have found that God often gives us a picture, right? So picture, I am not a puzzler, but I have some friends that are and they love it, right? So picture a giant puzzle. Okay, like a landscape or something that has all these pieces that look nearly identical when you first open the box and there's so many of them, (laughs) right? And they're not even like the foam ones. So they're not just textured. They're just these flat pieces, okay? So you're looking at these pieces. Maybe there's lots of blue, there's lots of green, and that kind of gives you some insight about where those are going to go or how that's going to start coming into place. But for the most part, you're like, this is going to take a minute, okay? And this is often what God does with us, right? Especially prophetically speaking, he will give us a glimpse or a picture of where we're going. And then like Habakkuk did, we write the vision with God. We make it plain, right? So we can run with endurance after that thing. When it comes to the running with endurance after that thing, though, we're like, yeah, I don't know anymore. I thought this was working and now I'm not so sure, right? We get stuck. So... Though we get a picture, sometimes we don't recognize that with that picture, what God also does, which is amazing, is he gives us the gift of faith to follow through. Okay, so we're not limited to just our faith. We get God's faith for that thing. And that's often why people around you aren't going to get it. They're not going to see what is happening. They're not going to they're not going to have the same faith that you do for that thing, right? They're just not going to see it. They're not going to get it, okay? But that's okay because God has given you the faith for the thing, all right? Now, when it comes to our picture, I think in the beginning, we're like, yay, this is so exciting. There's this picture. I know where I'm going. This is going to be so fun, right? We get really amped about it. And we're like, everyone must know. Then we get going and then fear comes in, challenges come up. We start to get freaked out and then we're like, did I hear God? I'm not really quite so sure. And it says in God's word, better is the end of a thing than the beginning. Okay, because the way God works, there is always a process that prepares us for the promise. Always, 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 always. And that is important because God cares more about our character than us getting what we want. It's not like this selfish, entitled mentality. God cares about us really being mature, being found faithful, being found trustworthy. Okay? 
So we really have to be trained to be finishers and to be people that go all the way through with God. And we cannot do that if we do not embrace what God is using to grow us. And we all have our own unique process, our own unique curriculum, if you will, that God takes us through. But there's a lot of relevant themes that I've got specifically keys today that when you actually use these keys, you're going to start unlocking your growth, okay? So I just want you to consider right now, is God dealing with you about anything? (laughs) Is he dealing with you about anything? Consider too that the greatest act of love is to empower someone to become all they're created to be. Isn't that amazing? That's what God does with us. He will... Meet us where we are, but he won't let us stay there because he's got so, so much more in store for us. And a lot of times what we ask God for is a lot. (laughs) And I think it's almost like sometimes he's like, well, do you want it or not? Like you've asked me for a lot. Some of that does take divine delays and some time to unfold in the earthly realm, right? It takes different people coming into alignment, different resources being gathered. Like it takes things coming together, a great coming together for all of these things that you asked for. It's not going to be a microwave answer. It's going to be a slow burn, but do you want it or not? So in that time, we can start considering what is it that God wants us to be rooted and grounded in? so that we are found ready. Because that would be the worst thing, right? Like you see this picture of where you're heading to, of what God's going to do in your life, and then all of a sudden it starts to happen. You literally start seeing it in the natural and you are not ready. That is not a fun feeling, okay? And then I also personally know what it's like to be in alignment with God and what it's like to be out of alignment with God. And I will tell you, being in alignment is much better. And that's actually something that we can choose. Okay, so just for now, really consider, is God dealing with you about anything? Because he's more interested in changing us than giving us what we want. And most people, when they share you know, their testimony, they're not always talking about what it takes to get to a destination. So it looks like nothing, 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 boom, like a suddenly of God, right? When really it's been years, years of things seemingly not working, of setbacks, of sacrifices, of disappointments, of discouragements, of abandonments, of betrayals, of shock, of trauma, of so much healing and growth and maturing to have that suddenly happen, okay? And we often don't see that at all. And sometimes I think when people get to the other side of something, which is so important why we keep telling our testimonies, but sometimes when we get to the other side of things, we forget somehow what it was like to really be in suffering. And that is a huge disservice to the people that are still in suffering because your testimony can release a breakthrough for them, okay? So, God wants to change you to be used in a great way. And the greatest testimony that you have right now is that you're still here. And if you're still here, God is not done yet. Okay? God is not done yet. But the interesting thing is, it is so easy, so easy to be an expert in somebody else's life, right? And to just be a rookie, in your own. That is how the world is set up. Suddenly, we can just tell all these other people what they should be doing, how they should be doing it. But then when it comes to us, right, walking through a betrayal, yeah, it was really easy to tell somebody else to forgive until you're walking straight through and it's slapping you in the face. It's really easy to tell somebody else how they should embrace their growth until you have a major setback happen that you can't reconcile just yet. It's really easy to tell somebody how to make a lot of space and grace for a family member, right? When you haven't been living around family members for years, (laughs) right? Like it's just, there's no comparison to telling somebody what to do versus having lived experience, okay? And then being able to offer wisdom if there's an opportunity to do that, if you're invited to do that. A lot of times too, we just share our opinions when we should not be doing that at all. Okay, so 
two thoughts here as we dive in. One, there is suffering in life that we cause, that we bring on ourselves, right? And then there's also suffering that just comes with life, that we couldn't avoid, that we couldn't maybe anticipate fully. Maybe we had some details, right? Even with prophecy, we know and prophesy in part, right? So we we don't always see the full picture. So the suffering that you cause yourself, I'll give you an example of this. So some of you might know this story, but I was in California. I was on my thesis film shoot. In this time and season of my life, I kept feeling these I was calling them intuitive hits at the time, but I was feeling these nudges in my gut, right? You need to slow down. You need to take a break. You need to not move so fast. You need to take a rest. Do you know what I mean? You need to set some boundaries, but none of that language meant anything to me, and I didn't really understand what it was. Like, I knew that I was supposed to be slowing down, but I couldn't do it, which flashback looks like a picture in my life, too, that had happened before, where there was a friend of mine, and I'll jump back to the story, but there was a friend of mine, and this would have been in the sixth grade, fifth grade, fifth grade, I believe it was the fifth grade. Okay. She, I was hanging out with her in the summer. She was kind of in like a condo as her new house was being built. So we were just hanging out in her new space and she had all these bikes in the garage. So we got on some bikes. She's like, let's go do something fun. I'm like, yay. <laughs> She was that friend. So I follow this friend to go do something fun. I have zero clue what's involved other than bikes. I'm riding her bike, but I'm having issues riding her bike. Like we can't get the seat down. It's stuck. And I like can barely reach the pedals. Like that situation was happening. So then she decides to switch bikes with me, which normally would be okay. Like at least I can reach the pedals on this one. But this is like the old school bike with the handlebars that kind of like curl over and that's where the brakes are. Okay. So I'm on her brother's bike that's doing that. The big fun thing that she wanted to do was fly down a massive cement hill, okay, that leads down to like a dock in like a lake, right? So that was the idea. She wanted to go flying down that hill on bikes, okay? There's a busy road to cross the street and then you go flying down this hill. So she makes the light and crosses the street first and starts going flying down the hill. And I'm like, oh dang. So now I'm trying to catch up with her on a bike that I can barely ride And I start taking this adventure down the hill. Well, about three seconds into that adventure down the hill, I start to realize I cannot pull back on the brakes. Literally. Like, they are stuck on the handlebars. I cannot pull back on the brakes. So I start picking up speed, right? Like, going down the cement hill. I'm like, oh, man. This is really a scary feeling, right? Like, you are going full speed down a hill and you can't stop. So inevitably, I went over into the grass thinking that that would slow things down a bit, which it kind of did. But what I wasn't prepared for was a little hill and like a landing that just straight launched me off of the bike and like off, just crash. Okay, so that was a very crazy crash landing. Had to go to the emergency room, all the things. But the point with that story is I was feeling like this. I don't feel safe. This doesn't feel like a good idea. I had no clue that the brakes weren't going to work, but that feeling of flying down a hill and having no control was a really scary feeling. So now fast forward to I'm on my thesis film shoot. I'm getting all of these promptings, right, to take a break, to rest. You need to recenter yourself, all of this, right? But I'm not doing it. I'm just pushing, pushing, pushing because all I knew was to push. Like I didn't know how to stop. I just knew how to keep doing things. So I'm, I'm on my thesis film shoot. Somebody asked me to do a round off back handspring <laughs> while we're in between locations. And we only had one location left and there was going to be no actors. It was just going to be a pan shot of a house. So I'm thinking, oh, you know what? Like, that's the perfect emotional release. Of course, I'll do a round off back handspring, right? It's like li- riding a bike. Well, for me, <laughs> that's not a good thing. So I ran and I did this round off back handspring like normal and you know whatever you know i think some people i don't know what they think of that right but i just did it literally like riding a bike in terms of like the muscle memory however when i did it i heard this is the break that you need this is the break that you need and what had happened was i broke both radial bones in that moment okay 
So I'm not saying that God caused that, but I am saying that God provided a way of escape. (laughs) I was given many promptings to not do that. I was told multiple times to take a break, to literally give myself a break. And I think that we do this to ourselves a lot, that there's so much, so many opportunities to slow down, to trust, to listen to what God is saying, and then we don't do it. And I say to that, don't frustrate the grace, okay? There's times where God keeps lavishing his goodness on us and keeps giving us grace on grace to make these mistakes. But when we know better, we've got to do better. So that was suffering, for example, that you bring onto yourself, right? Like there was a way all of that could have been avoided. Had I just listened to myself, had I considered what was going on in my surroundings, like there were so many things that could have happened that that didn't have to happen. But yet for me, that did have to happen. My life totally changed because of that break. So suffering that we don't cause, that we bring onto ourselves. God always provides a way of escape. It doesn't have to be this way, whether that's you know, an injury, whether that's relationships sometimes that we get into that we had no business getting into, whether that's staying at a job and being in this place that is sucking your soul out of you and you're not called to be there. God has actually told you to leave, but you're not leaving, right? Or, you know, God wants you to really be doing different things in that space that you won't do and now suffering's happening, okay? So the other example that I'll offer here is there's just the suffering of life. There's going to be the trials and tests of every kind, right? But the Lord delivers us out of them all, okay? So there's just trials, there's tests, there's challenges that come with life. Okay, one of these that I'll share just so you can start thinking and and really seeing what starts to come to mind for you. There was a season of eight years that I was working at a nonprofit foundation, okay? And this was a very unhealthy environment. There was all sorts of things happening that are big words, but real words. Anything from nepotism, racism, harassment, workplace harassment, um, just hate speech, uh, really ugly things, really ugly things were happening. And it was not okay. And I knew it was not okay. But in this suffering, right, God had sent me to a dark place to really turn up the light. So what I started to find was I couldn't count on this place for my growth and development, but I could trust that God sent me here on purpose and fully fulfill the assignment that he had for me and do everything as unto him. So my witness there, while it was ruffling some feathers because I was doing things that didn't make sense, right? To somebody and to some bodies, <laughs> to people that are mean, right? Like unjustly cruel, right? And they're met with kindness. It's not the response they're expecting. That starts to ruffle feathers indirectly, right? Normally, they can control somebody, but you can't control somebody and you're being met with kindness. Like this is messing with my worldview, right? Or somebody that is being told they have to do something, right? That is actually a legal right that they have and them choosing not to do what they quote unquote have to do. That's creating a rift, right? But it's, are you going to stand firm to your standards and convictions in God? Or are you going to let people push you into compromise? Okay, so there's many challenges of, will you represent me well? Will you be excellent? Will you not make this about you? Will you keep your mouth shut when you could say a whole lot of things? Would you let this go and leave vindication in my hands? These were questions, okay, that I was getting with God. Will you just be faithful? Will you trust me? And while I also knew that my development was not going to come from this space, I was actively developing myself outside of there to really endure the long suffering. All right. Like I knew that God was going to work with me on producing the fruit of long suffering. And I don't think many of us know how to lean into that because nobody likes to suffer, but we can suffer well. And sometimes that's part of our season. So this talk about the fear of missing out, you're going to feel like you're missing out when you're a season of suffering. Okay, but if you endure that season, you're not missing out. You're actually getting promoted. So 
<laughs> I started to understand that in order for me to excel in this environment, I would have to really lean into God and embrace the journey that he had for me. So in this time, I went to Supernatural Ministry School. This is when I started my writing career, and I wrote multiple books in this eight-year period. I um, really started building community and started investing in my own personal development and growth on a whole new level because I was using that pressure to really focus me, okay? So while I was being really challenged in a certain environment, I was using that to fuel me versus break me, all right? And there's a difference. So that is something that I don't take credit for, right? I was graced to do that. God gave me the wisdom to do that. He gave me the tools, the strategies to do that. But my part was to partner with God in that and to obey him in that. Okay, now there's different seasons of that too, right? Like there's times where we can just murmur and complain about the suffering. Why is this happening? God, right, we can literally do that. We can really get disgruntled about where we are, you know, but we've watched the Israelites do that and they just added 38 more years to their journey. So we don't need to do that. If you choose to embrace it, that actually is acceleration. Okay, so in eight years, what happened outside of running that foundation was insane. And they had no idea. And there was still a way to do it honorably where you're not doing it on work hours. You're not building and growing, you know, in a way that would dishonor that in any way. You can still represent well. It's wild, wild. Only God does that. It's supernatural, okay? So main point here, think of suffering that you brought on yourself and what led to that. In my case, it was ignoring the voice of God, all right? And that's a really painful lesson. Now, I have a different level of, let's say, conviction about listening and responding to God. This radical obedience, because I know the cost. I know the price, all right? It's too costly to not listen to God. Did I always believe that? No. <laughs> For me, it took a lot of pain to start believing that. But again, unnecessary suffering. Okay, but then there's this other suffering, like fruit of the spirit actually includes long suffering. All right, so there is wisdom in learning how to suffer well. And we can't do that. We can't produce that fruit without the Holy Spirit because that is truly supernatural in our human self. We would say some things. We would think some things. We would do some things. We would let people know where we're at, right? And try to like put them in their place. It's kind of how the world rolls, right? But that is not godly and that is not supernatural in any kind of way. And that's not going to lead to any sort of progress, transformation, breakthrough in that environment at all. It's just going to create a bigger mess. So we can learn to suffer well and we can learn to embrace what God is specifically using to grow us to accelerate, to develop our character, to really mature and become really powerful examples of what's possible with God, okay? So think of a time where you brought suffering on yourself and what led to that, and then also compare that with suffering that is just part of life. You know, there's there's loss, that we walk through and grief that we walk through. There's betrayals that we walk through. We didn't cause that, right? There's, you know, workplace challenges, career challenges that we walk through that seem so unjust and so cruel. There's people that, you know, talk about us, shame us, try to defame our name, right? There's really wicked stuff that happens all of the time. And it is a test. It is a test. And when we walk these things out with God and embrace them versus resist them and fight them, we get completely different outcomes. And a lot of the time, this looks like a promotion in the spirit before a promotion in the natural. All right. So here are the keys. All right. Now, I will tell you this happens because you're like, why? I don't like this process. We don't have to like it. That's cool. But we've got to be tried, tested, and purified. Okay? We just do. We have to be tried, tested, and purified. So how do we develop our character? Really, what is character? Character is the ability to meet the demands of reality. 
Okay, so rather than shrink back in cowardice, you can rise up in courage and meet the demands of the reality. But it's not from a place of just trying to do it in your own strength and understanding. You actually have capacity. You've been developing strength. You've been renewing your mind, right? You've kept a right spirit. You've kept your heart pure. You've been gaining new skills, mastering new things, right? So you're actually ready to face the demands of reality. But we're not when we're not doing these keys, Reality keeps happening to us and is taking us down and taking us out versus us influencing reality and creating or co-creating reality. All right. So here are the keys. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. Who are you as a character? Like if people were to describe your character, what would they say about you? What would they say about you? We did this thing. This probably was in high school. I want to say it was in high school, but it was a psychology class, which I was totally into. Probably no surprise now. We did this cool thing. We had to lay on the floor and people like drew us on like a giant poster board like piece of paper. So you just have your outline on this piece of paper and then everybody had to go around and write what they admired about you. Every single person in that class could have even been a bully in the school. He still had to write on your person. So powerful. I don't even know if that's in a box somewhere still or not, but it's really interesting because up to that point, you have zero idea what anybody in your class thinks about you. But suddenly when people do that and you go around and share your observations from that experience, you start to realize that people see you way differently than you thought they see you. And a lot of times it's surprising in a good way, right? So it's interesting to think, how do people think about you? At that time, people acknowledged me, some things I remember, they acknowledged me for being buff, that was the term, so like being super fit, because at the time I was running track and doing gymnastics and cross country, so I was just working out all the time in addition to being an academic, right? It's a lot. So they acknowledge me for being fit, they acknowledge me for... Um, having a great energy or good attitude, something like that, um, for being really smart or intelligent. Really interesting things, right? But just think about it. Like, what do people start to observe or notice about you? What will they say about you? Some of the things that I started to look at, people also would say, you'll know in other settings, that I was shy, that I didn't talk too much, that they don't really know me, right? Because I wasn't really giving, wasn't really offering too much for them to get to know, right? Or, you know, people wouldn't really see me too much. So how would they actually get to know me? I wasn't allowing myself to be seen. So it's interesting because when you do this exercise, not only can you see things that you really might be surprised by in a great way, but you can also see things that maybe you don't want to keep doing, right? So I was really self-critical, really hard on self, I was really busy, constantly stressed. And I'm like, what, what am I getting for this? Like, you don't get a medal for this. Like, how is this advancing your life? Is this truly helping you in any kind of way? Or is it really making it worse? So when you can start to see things that you don't like about your character, it's a beautiful opportunity to turn these to God and to really allow him to take you on a growth journey. So who are you as a character? All right. Integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. It's the state of being whole and undivided in your mind, in your heart, in your emotions. It's the condition of being unified, unimpaired, sound. And there's this internal consistency that's similar to what the world talks about a lot now, the the nervous system being regulated. So your system is not over-functioning, which it often does in stress. Like your system is actually regulated. So you can think clearly. You actually can have management of your emotions and emotional intelligence with that. You've got this pure heart. You move around with the different lightness of being. You can be fully present in the moment, not distracted. It's very different how you show up when your nervous system is regulated. When it's dysregulated, your mind is everywhere. You are overthinking. You are super 
critical usually. You've got so many things in your mind. There's a lot of chaos, a lot of confusion. Your emotions are everywhere. You have zero clue how you feel. You feel really heavy and weighed down in your heart. You're starting to experience all these physical issues, adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, sometimes hair loss, hormone issues, immune deficiencies. Your body starts going into shutdown mode the more you keep pushing. So really important to be in alignment, right? But when we actually, let me think of the scripture that is coming up. Um, it is so good. Okay. It says wisdom. Proverbs 16, 24, gracious words are honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Proverbs 3, 8 is another one. Um, dun, dun, dun. Proverbs 3, 8, Proverbs 3, 8. Okay, so this whole proverb is about wisdom and how wisdom bestows well-being. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. That is a whole word. If you want health for your body, here's what it says. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Don't try to play God. Don't try to lean on your own understanding. Don't try to figure out everybody's business. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Humble yourself before the Lord and he'll lift you up. Fear the Lord. Be in awe of him. Right? Acknowledge him. Invite him into your situation and shun evil. Right? A lot of times evil is described as foolishness. But evil, right, is anything really that's not glorifying God. So really think about that, right? There's many, many ways to describe evil, but really think about it, okay? So if you want to bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Like avoid unnecessary suffering is basically what that's saying. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Don't walk with the foolish or become like them, right? And foolishness a lot of times is described as just being simple-minded, walking without wisdom. So it's really, really interesting when you start applying this to your life, you start to really see things differently. But when it comes to starting to get health to your body, it's starting to get really honest and starting to shun, cut off, purify, separate yourself from things that are not productive for you. So what are you oriented to? What are you in touch with or tuned into? What are your strengths, your gifts, your talents? How would you rate your recoverability? So when life happens, and it will, how, how can you recover? How is your resilience? Right? Does something happen and it just takes you out immediately? How's your resilience? What is your relationship with growth? With ownership, can you say I'm sorry and take ownership when you're wrong? What is your relationship with risks, with setbacks, with disappointments, with delays? These are all tests. They're all tests, okay? So consider all of these things. Now the keys. Number one, when you really want to embrace what God is using to grow you, number one, deepen your spiritual connection. Deepen your spiritual com- connection. Like literally decide that's got to happen, <laughs> right? Like apart from God, I am nothing. Apart from God, I can do no good thing. Like why even try? Not going to. We're not going to do that, right? So you've really got to learn, if you've never done this, how to establish a personal relationship with God and tap into his guidance for your journey, okay? So that looks like, biblically speaking, to consecrate yourself before the Lord, and you'll see amazing things, right? So intentionally set yourself apart. Intentionally do it. You intentionally do so many things, but are you intentionally setting yourself apart? Intentionally do that, okay? As you do that, devote yourself to your purpose and to God in a very sincere way. This is not dabbling. This isn't just like, let's see how it goes. Like literally, Devote yourself to that. Like you would actually decide to partner with another person, whether in business or in life, you're going to consider that and actually sincerely offer a commitment. Do the same thing here with God. 
okay? Then prioritize your spiritual life over your earthly life. We, we know that faith, for example, comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So are you hearing <laughs> the word of God in your life in any way? Probably not if earthly things are prioritized. So you've got to prioritize your spiritual life over your earthly life, especially if it is your spiritual that is guiding the natural. Draw closer to God through prayer, and prayer is having a conversation with God, right? It's also a weapon. And studying the Bible, getting the word stored up in you in a way that you understand it because you will not embrace and apply the word that you don't know. So you literally do have to break it down. Take a verse. Look up words that are in that verse. Look up synonyms of that verse. Like really break it down. That does take time. But if you do this consistently, imagine how much wisdom you will have in your body. Out of your belly shall flow living waters, okay? Like store it up in you. And act according to what you're studying, God's will. And then consider these areas in your life when it comes to being consecrated. Consider just purity. Check your motives. A lot of times we have the wrong motives for things and that in and of itself gets us in trouble. So anything, for example, that you're building in fear will lead to destruction. Fear does not create, it destroys. So think about purity. Do you have purity of thought? Do you have purity of emotion? Is your heart pure? Are you storing up a lot of unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, jealousy, comparison? Are you lying, cheating, stealing in any kind of way? It's going to be really hard to be effective and to hear God clearly when you're doing things that God hates. So you've got to make sure that you're intentionally consecrating yourself and you're taking a look at where you might need to repent and turn from some things. What is your work life like? Are you doing everything as unto the Lord? Do you have respect for your physical body, this vessel that God has given you for this walk on earth? Are you taking care of it? What about service and integrity? Your character is everything. We think that people can't see it, but man, can they. We consecrate ourselves to belong to God in a new way. And this is the only way we can truly become who we are. Because apart from God, we don't know who we are. Apart from God, we can't even be who he made us to be. So we've got to deepen our spiritual connection. Okay, and some of the benefits of it are overflowing blessings from Exodus 32, 29, Overflowing anointing, Hebrews 1, 9, 10, 38, and Acts 5, 12. Becoming a chosen vessel of God, many are called, right? 2 Timothy 2, 21 and Acts 9, 15. An ever abiding presence of God, Psalm 91, 1 and Matthew 28, 19 and 20. So only God can really communicate his holiness to us as we view him, grow with him, we become like him. We become holy because he is holy. We're transformed into his likeness. So really consider for you when it comes to this first key, what are you wholly devoted and committed to in your life? All right. Number two, second key, cultivate self-awareness. Now this is different when we have God consciousness, God awareness, okay? And so you have to start sifting through self through a different filter, through God's lens. And that's different than just self-awareness in the way that the world might talk about it. But develop a heightened sense of awareness through meditating on God's word, allowing you to understand your thoughts, your emotions, and actions in the context of his principles and your spiritual growth. So as you start meditating on the word of God, you start seeing where you're thinking. You got some stinking thinking. You start seeing where your emotions are weighing too heavy and you've never been designed to carry that kind of weight. You start seeing where maybe the actions are that you're taking are sabotaging, right? They're not actually progressive or serving you at all. You start to see anything that doesn't align with truth. It becomes highlighted to you so that you can know the truth that will set you free. All right, and then you know what the work is on your growth journey. So self-awareness 
and the various techniques we use to cultivate it ought to show us how our fears, insecurities, anger, envy, apathy, self-righteousness, and other struggles keep us from loving God and loving others with freedom and fullness. We get in our own way. We've got to be aware of that. Sometimes it's you, okay? (laughs) It's not the other person. It is you. So we've got to become aware of that. It It means that we really become aware of our desperate need for God. And the primary task of self-awareness is to understand ourselves in the light of the commands to know how well we are loved by God and how well we love other people. So what you can do when it comes to awareness to really fine-tune that is assess the test or the anointing, the power and authority that God wants to develop in you. Like right now, you might just have weakness and no power and authority, but that is where God can really show up strong and strengthen you, right? So again, while some suffering we create and some is just part of the tests and trials of life, God uses all of it to grow and develop us. So assess the test in your life. Where are they challenging you? What might God be developing in you? Who could you become when you get through this thing? Where does God want you to become powerful in him? What is he uniquely refining in you? How can he use your suffering to bless other people? By dignifying your trial, you'll reach a place of indescribable peace and the highest level of anointing. And you will have a soul that is uncluttered by greed and a heart that was filled with the very presence of God. And you will then experience pure joy. Okay. Key number three. Key number three, surrender to God's plan. Okay, so there's so much power in surrendering. And basically what this means is that God is powerful and he's sovereign. Like he's got the plan. So maybe yield to him, get out of the way and give him the right away. So really see that you can trust divine guidance and that will enable you to make aligned decisions and find peace in your journey. You're not out here just creating chaos and cleaning up messes, right? You can actually be led, guided, and supported and make wise decisions so you don't have messes to clean up. So here's a couple things to consider with this. One, you have to understand that you were created for a specific purpose in God. Two, you've got to pray. Pray about your plans before executing them because not all ideas our God ideas, and not all of them that are good are actually God. Read, meditate, and study God's word on what it says about the plans he has for you. Four, acknowledge God in everything you do or everything that you're planning to do. Five, trust in God for who he is. Six, trust in God for who he is to you, right? God, who do you want to be for me in this season? Father, provider, friend, husband, right? Judge. Who do you want him to be for you in this season? Seven, surrender your plans to God with a willing heart and spirit, not a frustrated one. Eight, create a balance in your life. It's really hard to live well when we're just allowing everything to be out of balance. And nine, stay the course. A lot of times we grossly underestimate the process, like the timing of a process takes often longer than we anticipate. So during this time, what really helps you surrender to God's plan is to sow and to serve, okay? It says this, be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. Don't get out here thinking that God's just going to do all this wonderful stuff for you and you're not going to do anything. That's not how it works. He doesn't want entitled kids. He wants powerful kids. So service really isn't an option. It is actually a responsibility. So here's some things to do if you really have no grid for service, which probably is not any of you, but just to get you thinking. Be kind to strangers. Like, don't just be about your agenda all the time. Be kind to strangers. They're everywhere. Start noticing them. Smile at them. Offer them an encouraging word. Be kind. Remember somebody. 
Send them a note. Send them a prayer. Check in on them. Remember somebody. Pray for those that are in need. Share food. Work at a food drive, right? Share your time. Literally get involved in a ministry and share your time. Volunteer your services. Share your money. Share your stuff. Go donate some things, right? Share your talents. Share the word or just ask people how you can serve them. These are all ways that you can serve. But when you start serving, it's less about me, my, you know, and this being caught up in self and you get really focused on being of service and recognizing that other people have problems too and maybe yours isn't so bad, okay? Next key, integrate spiritual practices. This is number four. So start learning practical ways to incorporate prayer, meditating on the word, and other spiritual practices into your daily life because this really enhances your connection with God, okay? So fasting is a great way, visualization, like literally visualizing the word and dreaming with God. Silence is great. Be still and know. God does so much in silence and we really underestimate that. When we're meditating on the word, how Holy Spirit starts highlighting things and unpacking things with us is really powerful. Prayer, studying time, living simply, having self-reflection time, having creative time. You can integrate all of these into your life. And another practice to really be focused on all the time I was mentioning earlier is developing some fruit develop the fruit, okay? Like when in doubt, you have no idea what is happening in your season, focus just on being fruitful, okay? Be fruitful and multiply. So what does this mean? In Galatians 5.25, Paul reveals the secret to making sure the Holy Spirit can cultivate the fruit of God's character in our life is this, keep in step with the Spirit. Keeping in step means trusting and following the Spirit's lead, To discover the Spirit's leading, we must draw close to God. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Colossians 3.12. So in my example of being in an environment that was very unhealthy for eight years, that is no short time, this is what I was doing. Learning how to literally, like clothing, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You don't learn how to do that when it's easy. I promise you. You learn how to do that when you'd rather not. (laughs) Okay? So, eight years of learning how to do that, whew, is work. Okay, so the fruit of the Spirit is an attribute of action. It's not something you think about. It's not something you just read. It's something you do. So what fruit is God working with you to develop this season? The fruit of the Spirit, if you're not aware of any of them, it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those who are in Christ are distinguished from unbelievers and that they've been gifted with the Holy Spirit, enabling them to bear fruit. Producing fruit is a big deal to God. And when you know what fruit God is working on with you, right? Like in that situation I was describing, it was (laughs) self-control, right? The thoughts, the emotions, all the things that were bubbling up on the inside, we're learning self-control with that, right? In another season, even God using the season that I kind of brought on myself for my good, right? I was learning how to have patience right? How to start cultivating some peace in my life, how to be a little more gentle with myself. There's a lot happening in that season, okay? But when you can focus on the fruit, then it makes it something that you can embrace versus resist. And then lastly, experience personal transformation. So what is happening here? You've really got to experience fulfillment, resilience, inner peace for yourself before you can start releasing those things. We are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, and each of us possesses a unique set of strength and passions and abilities that can align with God's purpose for our lives. So by understanding and embracing our God-given design, we open the door to unlocking our true potential. That's exactly what's happening in the mastermind, okay? 
So God's word will unlock all you've been made to do and be. And then through it, you'll be able to do things you never thought possible. Again, get into the God's Vibes Mastermind. We start 10-9. Okay. And why? Why do I say that right now? Because with this step, when it comes to your personal transformation, you've got to add accountability to your life. There's just things that we don't know. There's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. When you get a, a rhema word, a revelatory word that you've been waiting on for years and it lands, right? Just because you invested in yourself and you can hear it now, changes everything. You've got to add accountability. You have to look at your talents because these can often be clues to your divine life purpose and your soul mission by looking at what you're naturally good at. And if something comes to you with complete ease, there's probably a huge chance <laughs> that that's what you're put on this earth to do. But being accountable and being held accountable by others can help you grow to be more like God because temptation can catch us off guard at any moment, right? When you think you're up, careful, you might fall, all right? Accountability helps curb unproductive behavior, unproductive thoughts, unproductive habits, all of it. And having people close enough to you that they're allowed to see your struggles and missteps is what vulnerability in community is all about. And when you genuinely have community that wants the best for you, they become these potent allies in your spiritual growth. And it's like nothing you've experienced before. And God gives us gifts and expects us to use them. And accountability helps us focus on growth and the use of those talents. Okay? So... We've got to recognize that even Jesus used accountability to help people realize that the law of sowing and reaping is always working. So if you want to stop having seasons that are so hard, add some accountability to your life. Okay? So why all of this growth? Again, we're being tried, tested, and purified to be found faithful and trustworthy. And many of us don't realize our own strength until we're put to the test. It says this, so be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though the going is rough for a while down here. These trials are only to test your faith to see whether or not it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests gold and purified it, and your faith is more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried in the test tube of fiery trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor in the day of his return. God demands total dependence on him. He works within our hearts that complete willingness. And it's by his grace that we're able to submit to him, cast ourselves upon him. And when we are weakest in our flesh, we are powerful in his spirit. When we've gone through fires of affliction, when we're worn out, when we're ready to collapse in despair, then we will be as gold, which has been through the fire, purified and precious. And the benefit of our trials is for the glory and honor of God, but also for us. We will be changed profoundly, like we won't even be recognizable in many ways. We will be more valuable and precious, not in the eyes of the world, they will perhaps maybe not even acknowledge that we've changed, but in God's eyes. We will be of greater service in the kingdom of God while in this world and through all eternity. Better equipped to serve as a faithful office bearer. Better equipped to live and walk as a son. Better equipped to be a faithful husband or a faithful wife. Better equipped to be a witness of God's grace and mercy. So we are called to courage. We're called to courage. We're called to embrace what God is using to grow us. We're called to it. We're called to it. So really think about that for you. If God is faithful, will he find you faithful? Right? God is trusting you with whatever it is that you're walking through. He's trusting you with it. He's trusting you with it. And while the way he made for you in the past might not be the way that he makes today, Embrace the new thing. He's giving you new tools, new opportunities, new wisdom, new strength. Throw yourself in. That's the only way you're going to walk on water. Look to God. Break the lies. Speak the word. Remember to trust because fear cannot create. God is trusting you with the free will he's given you. 
Why not trust him? It says this, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. I challenge you today to consider what is God calling you to master? What is God inviting you to embrace? Which one of those keys was he really highlighting to you specifically? It's not random that you heard it. It's not random. And now what will you do? You have an opportunity to partner with him and radically transform your life, quite literally, and revolutionize your world. My encouragement would be embrace that. Embrace that. You might not know what that looks like, but you already know what happens if you just keep doing business as usual. You've seen that movie before. You know how that goes. Why not break your comfort zone and actually become and start being all he form shaped and anointed you to be? I like the sound of that journey. (laughs) So again, some ways to plug in with us. Okay, next week, fear into faith live. If fear has been paralyzing you, it is a paralytic spirit. It is time to break that sucker off your life. Okay, so get into the room for the Fear Into Faith Live conference. I've got notes below. You can join other kingdom builders that are rising up in their life. They are powerhouses, right? We are all designed to be powerhouses for the Lord. So get in the room where you see some. Okay, (laughs) they'll remind you who you are and they'll release the breakthroughs that you've been praying for and contending for. Also, we've got that challenge coming up, the power of the anointing. So make sure that you get the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle to get that. If you missed the Self Mastery with God Masterclass, it is in the bundle. When you purchase the bundle, you get access to everything. So go ahead and invest in yourself. It's the equivalent of 50 cents a day. Okay, just for the record. Think about food that we've bought that was probably not a good idea. Netflix shows that we invested in it we never got our life back from. (laughs) This 50 cents a day essentially could be one of the best gifts that you give yourself. So consider doing that for yourself or somebody that you know you can also sew into Courage Co. So that is another option as well. All right, everybody. I hope this blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free, for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned 
mindset, and habits to boost your productivity and results, gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity, and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.